Mama said there'd be days like this. I wish she was here to wipe my tears, fight my fears. It ain't the way God made it. All I see is envy and hatred. Hard to face it without a dope. In the physical, though presence is powerful. I still feel hollow though. In the spiritual. Mic check one, two, one, two. This is a guest in the house podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, David Trom Dick Shanks. I'm your other co-host, Mickey Hess. Alrighty. Uh finally recording finally recording had a few technical difficulties <laughs> this morning part of the game right that's it man it always happens all righty uh how you doing my friend pretty I good uh, i haven't spoken to you in a while huh? yeah only on like. text i guess we, yeah 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 it's text text some yeah, text that's, messages that's back about and all forth. you get out of me these days uh, listen that's about all i got man <laughs> i got a uh several Several partners, several friends that um, I've just had to kind of, you know, give them an education in how to deal with me in 2021. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I cannot talk on the phone. I'm not going to talk to you. Man, I, I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> I, will, I will text you. I will check in. Um, some of them do the, like, back-to-back call because they know no. that if they call twice, I'll pick up. I think that's abusive. That and is, man. You think it's an emergency, right? Yeah, you think something's I think wrong. That's, I think that's abusive. Yeah, I don't like that. And I don't like the double call unless it really, you know, warrants a double call. So you pick up yeah. on the second one and you go, you good? Yeah. That's what I do. You and good? hang up. <laughs> they go, yeah, yeah, I'll just, uh, I, I'll hit you nope. back, man. See just, you later. Just making sure you're all right. <laughs> I don't have time to talk. <laughs> People at work will always email me wanting to schedule a call or a Zoom. It's like, just say it. You know, you're already on the email. Just type what the hell you want. And then I got it on record if you're asking for something weird. My dad does the, um, he leaves the voicemail saying, mm. call me. And I'm like, couldn't you just leave ah, what it is on the voicemail? <laughs> hey, Dave, can you call me? No. no. <laughs> just tell me what you need. I, <laughs> by the time I call you, it would have been handled already. Now I got to call you in That's order it, to figure right? out what I got to handle. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> so yeah, yeah just that, say it right you're typing already whether it's a text or an email yeah, just go ahead yeah, like, yeah yeah just type people it. think you're gonna like slide out you know if you don't they don't have you there connected right if it's not synchronous yeah that's happening that's happening on the uh on the gig now there's a lot of like can we talk do you have five minutes oh yeah you know i don't <laughs> you know i don't you know you're disturbing me. Exactly. I yeah. had somebody write me up and ask if they could schedule an hour-long phone call. I was like, no. No? no. About what? Yeah. <laughs> you might, Unnecessary. You might, right? If you're not my kid's teacher or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what you am can I pay me to do a one-hour phone call, but it's going to cost you. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. So what's what else is new, man? What's going on? Let's, let's I guess, yeah, get into man, something. Let's, so let's see. We had... One of the best verses. I don't know if I would call it the best because I still really love that Red Man and Method Man versus. Oh, that was definitely better than Red Man and Method Man's versus. You think so? Uh, I would put them neck and neck, yeah. but I would say Red and Meth edged them just a little. And I would say by a mile. I think you were just really, really excited to see K Solo. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was more excited to see. Uh, channel live than k solo 
<laughs> so we're talking about the this most recent versus between Big Daddy Kane and KRS One. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't care if Kane or KRS won, so you know won the battle. So I don't really care. Yeah, if KRS one was the winner, but yeah, so I don't care. If there was no red and meth were better than uh, Big Daddy Kane versus K. There were no, there's no winners there. It's all, it's all celebration. I was, I'm just meaning the, um, the enjoyment Mm. of it. Now I was super geeked when. You know I love EPMD, so anything, anytime EPMD appears, I'm, I'm geeked out. But mm-hmm. I thought that this, and to be fair to Red and Meth, they had, they were a little more, you know, uh, what you want to call it. Um, we were a little bit more in the COVID thing. You know, they didn't have a like crowded Barclays Center. They had like a few friends in the Yeah, audience. it was like hollow in there. You know what yeah. I mean? It was Red like Man 20 showed up with the friends mask and family and, and, and yeah, yeah, Red was not taking that mask off. So yeah. it was a different it's a different different vibe. True. But this here and Red and Meth weren't it, it wasn't a versus from a my catalog versus your catalog at all. It was basically just a you know, show with them two displaying each other's catalog yeah, after which songs is, they were on together and when they tour together like they they're standing right there side of the stage just loving watching which the is guy perform. which is beautiful yeah absolutely which is beautiful this one took on the shape of more of like a battle quote unquote but it wasn't a battle at all it mm. was a master class in emceeing is what it was yeah it was cool. It was cool. I loved all the special guests. I thought they brought out the exact right folks. You had Nice and Smooth come out. That was awesome. Always happy to see Nice and Smooth. Now that, I mean, I, going into it, I'll admit, I remember I sent the um, text out to, uh, you know, like the, the group text of the bros. And I was like, I don't, you know, Big Daddy Kane's like my hero, but I don't know about this one. Really? You know what I mean? I thought I thought um, Karis won probably, and I mean I don't I didn't leave thinking different, but Karis one's catalog is probably a little too much for Big Daddy Kane. What mm, I didn't yeah. probably anticipate as much as I should have because. I just recently seen Big Daddy Kane perform like a year, a year and a half ago, and he was wow. phenomenal. Of what, you know, that stage and just the mic presence and the delivery oh, of yeah. the, the just, I mean, <sighs> amazing. The technical aspects, I think. Amazing. And that was amazing. what I expected. Amazing. I actually thought yeah. Kane would take it going in. Hmm. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, and I, it, that makes sense. That makes sense because of what it's evolved into. I didn't think mm. Big Daddy Kane can could come up with twenty records to stand next to Karis One Twenty Records. Oh, but he sure did it though, huh? But I had that same concern. Standing next to him on stage, yeah, he more than accounted for that. Oh, absolutely. Just by being Big Daddy Kane, definitely. And just yeah, no. Um, ah, man, absolute, 
absolute, absolute, just, I don't know, wonderful event. Um, so, shouts out to everyone who's involved in in the versus thing sure. for uh, for putting that together, and it goes to um, show you because I think we've probably discussed it if we haven't on this podcast. I know we've discussed it on, I mean, in person, well, not in person, but between each other. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in person in like six quite years. Some time, <laughs> yeah, quite some time. I think two years and a couple weeks. That sounds about right. Yeah. Let's say two years and a couple weeks. Yeah, two years and some change. I was gonna say two years and a couple months. Yeah, maybe. I'm about thinking right. March ish. Some well, we we did that October Collingswood Book Festival. So October yeah. 2019, and then we did some recordings. So maybe not even quite two years. Not quite two years yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're short of two years. We're like yeah. four, four, four or five months short of two years. Yeah, you're right. But it's felt that way, my friend. Um, yeah. But we got into all of that, and I completely forgot mm-hmm. what I was going to say. <laughs> Something about verses and how it's <laughs> no, changed since no, no, the no, pandemic. No, no. Going into it, yeah. we were thinking... Uh, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim was the obvious. Yeah, I think so. Coming out of that, I wouldn't have wanted to see Big Daddy Kane against Rakim. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I don't. Is Rakim interested? I don't think he is at all. We saw Eric B on stage for a second. Yeah, I don't think Rakim wants any parts of that. I don't think he does either. I don't think. I mean, I've seen Rakim live. Um. I mean, everything I said about Big Daddy Kane's technical prowess, you can maybe even double it for Rakim Live. Double it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts. Like, he sounds I, better than he does on the records. I don't think... I don't think Rock... I don't know that Rakim wants to do what Big Daddy Kane and Karis one did on, on yeah, you know, enough. I don't know if he wants to put on that type of performance. I would have, when we were in like pandemic, like in the thick of it. Mm. Yeah, not that we're not still in the thick of it. But you understand, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It keeps um, coming back. With the sit down stuff where they were like kind of like just on couches and kicking mm. it and telling old stories. I would have loved, and they were like playing the record and then your record. I would have loved to see Big Daddy Kane and Rock Him do that. Yeah, I got you. This thing here, it kind of had to be Karis One and Big Daddy Kane in hindsight, having, you know, witnessed it. Mm hmm. Because the show of it, you know what I mean? Like what it's become in terms of verses. Um, I don't know that I wanted to see, like, I don't think Rakim was going to like freestyle. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like he's, like, he's just going to get up there and be Rakim yeah. and be super cool. But uh, just the energy that was brought by uh, Kane and um, Karis one. You couldn't have pulled that 
KRS performance off in your living room. You know, no. like going back to the origins of versus where it was just two guys sitting at home yeah. separately across the country from each other. No, we would have been cheated. It would have been a complete. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really where KRS earned his points. I mean, not that he's not a great MC, but he, MC as in move the crowd, you know. Yes. And, yes. and Kane was the maybe more of the mic controller. Yes. I. But I mean, but and you but you could see it even in the performance. Right. So mm. you've seen like. Um, I know some people were, um, and it's someone who's like super like emotional about this stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hip hop in general, <laughs> like my love for it. Like you, you know, I watch on Instagram. I haven't graduated to any of the like trailer apps and fighter apps. Or Same here. Calling it now. I'm still, I'm still there. I think you got to pay for something over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so I'm still reading like all the comments, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can't help it. They're there. So like you get into like the nitpicking. So it's like, um, Karis one's not f- like finishing all the words to his songs. Yeah. The breath control was, and off, right. It's like, well, one, this is a 56 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Two, he's the loudest person in the entire building. No mm. one's louder than him, right? <laughs> so it's like you want him to keep that yeah, up yeah. to sing every single word of a song that he's been performing for 30 years. Only he and Chuck D can get that loud. For you in your living room mm. to be like, please, like just the audacity of people like who are being treated to something that like mm. we'll never see again in life it just it, it it gets under my skin with like it's like but what i was saying was it's very call and response mm. and that's what he was doing it wasn't like i can't finish the words to the bridge is over but you know, everybody else like, knows the words everyone right? the knows the words so, so that's the, this the move the crowd exactly that's part yeah of the live show mm. big daddy kane is a technician there you go. He's a rap technician. Almost my controller. Almost to you won't say detriment because it's not detriment, but it's like he's a spectacle. Like you sit there and watch in sure. awe someone doing something that you can't do. Yeah. Right? And that was yeah. the reaction to the music. It's like, holy shit. You could see like they panned to like Fat Joe and those dudes, and they were just sitting there looking at him like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. like Karis One's going like everyone's involved. It's a different contrast. Oh yeah, it's two different styles. Both extremely effective. Both of them completely worked. I mean, I thought it was very even. And 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 it was that what you said, like master of ceremony versus kind of like like top lyricist Mm. perform rapper. Performer yeah. of raps, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Definitely. It, 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 so that, and that's kind of how they were cast when they were in their primes, mm-hmm. right? So it's like almost like watching a versus twenty years from now or so. You know, everyone's looking for like a Busta Rhymes opponent. That's the new thing. Like, who's going oh, to yeah. go against Busta, right? And 
it would never happen. But if you're thinking like Jay-Z, Buster, that's kind of what that is. It'd be a similar matchup of skills, right? Skills in different directions. Yeah. You're going to see a command stage performance from crowd motivation, crowd participation, crowd engagement versus like top notch. Like I'm rapping all of my lyrics. Mm -hmm. They sound exactly like the record. I'm hitting every single, you know, uh, part of my delivery. If my voice goes up on the record, my voice goes up on the record. When I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. if I get into the little fast part of it, like everything's going to be done precise versus like, I'm just going to get up here and go crazy. And the crowd's going to be completely into it. So I, it's beautiful to watch. I, um, you know, I think that these things being archived, I mean, that's kind of like what we've been, um, what we've been um, talking about in terms of uh, yeah. just documenting the culture and, and just having these moments. Um, I hope that the, um, the bottom line, you know what I mean? Behind the scenes doesn't um, cause an issue moving forward, like the business. In other words, like, okay, we got Big Daddy Kane, we got KRS-One, but maybe only 100,000 people tuned in or, you know what I mean? Like, I hope Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, so it doesn't become like it's got to be all the bigger acts. It only has to be bigger. And nobody's bigger than Big Daddy Kane and cares cares one from a cultural standpoint but from a number standpoint you know what i mean like hope it's not like we need you know omarion versus somebody else <laughs> because we need you know the numbers to come in or they could just maybe branch off and have like a legends sure you know yeah i mean i, I imagine eventually it's going to turn into current top 40 rappers competing against each other but i hope it doesn't i imagine it probably will i hope it really doesn't even split where there's that and then there's the legends but i mean i I appreciated how it was a friendly competition i mean the rivalry between kane and krs people probably know goes all the way back to the bridge wars and uh juice crew versus bdp bronx versus queens and for the most part these guys were in total awe of each other watching each other enjoying their performance except for the weird kind of pro wrestling speech krs gave like 10 minutes before the thing was over that's um, that's krs, that's being KRS. KRS. before yeah. there was kanye west's arrogance there was krs arrogance. that is that is that is a fact that yeah. is a man with an ego for yeah. sure and I was glad he didn't talk a whole lot between the songs until that long speech at the end. Because uh, that's actually, I was going into the the verses kind of like, oh man, I hope this doesn't end up with KRS acting a little like Dipset. Well, the thing that, I think the one thing that uh, throughout all of that kind of drama between the camps and... Um, the disc records and all mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, they talked about it during the uh, verses is their friendship in particular, sure. right? So, yeah, they helped Kane move into the first apartment, KRS and his wife at the time, Miss Melody. Yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. For sure, for sure. So these, you know, I don't think, I think the respect there is so mm. 
tie for um oh for sure yeah that i don't think it was now we can get into what was going on with scratch and kid capri (laughs) scratch was skating on a disrespectful line and i don't and king was kind of egging him on until he told him it was too much yeah yeah. king asked for it and then said "Ah, i think that i think that kane scratch probably everyone knew just what i said going Mm -hmm. into it that there was going to be more need more needed than just song for song Mm -hmm. to make this an interesting thing because if we're just playing a record and then mm-hmm. another record, Terrace One gets Kane out of there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But when we're saying, okay, Scratch is doing live scratching, you know what I mean? We got, he, he, he went and found Crazy Legs, which was amazing. Yeah. And the young dudes, uh, the young, that was kind of a, that That's was kind cool. of a cheat. That was kind of a cheat code, right? Like, a couple of those dudes weren't as young as they looked either. No, I'm talking about Big Daddy Kane's two guys. Those oh, guys, dude, his two guys are young. There you he go. had crazy legs and two ringers out there. Yep. Harris <laughs> One found some guys from like Bronx River. Like those yeah. guys were like, <laughs> those guys were like easily in their 50s. But you know, <laughs> if you were walking past, you would think there's a couple of 19 year olds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, just yeah. walk past, glance at the screen, you wouldn't think there goes a 60 year old. No, that's 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 a fact. That's a fact. I think all of that. I mean. All of that was beautiful, man. It was and I great. just I hope that um, you know, folks had some teenagers around them or some, you know what I mean, some young, I hope some of the younger, you know, aspiring MCs were uh, you know, were witness yeah. to it because aspiring um, DJs, boys and B girls, yeah, everyone. Everyone. Because what you know, what what we witnessed in the the dipset locks thing right with jada kiss the thing mm. that made like the jada kiss thing so phenomenal is what that generation before him that was on you know on display does naturally like that was yeah. no one was like oh my god the only all we had was that they can still do what they were doing 30 sure. years ago it wasn't that we didn't think they were going to be able to do what they did we just didn't think they still be able to do it at that level 30 years sure in right but no one thought like big daddy kane and karis one are gonna get up there and kind of like not be able to perform right no (laughs) i don't think watching what we're susceptible like what we're subjected to just in our culture and then seeing like these guys, I, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it. It just shows, I guess, the stark difference in like the recording industry and like hip hop. Sure, you know, because everyone pretty much from that era has witnessed. You seen Nice and Smooth get up there and do it. You seen Dr. Yeah, Fx get up there and do it. You seen Buckshot get up there and do it. Craig you know G, what I mean? Master Ace, Craig G, Roxanne, Master Ace, Cool V, Roxanne. You seen? I'm talking about in terms of like performing. Oh yeah, Hakeem from just, Channel Live. I still Hakeem thought that was Channel amazing. Live. You see these Mad Lion? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> everyone gets up there yeah. and there's no drop off. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. And then you see these kids, you know, if you, you know, if you 
I watched like five minutes of the BET Awards the other day, a couple of weeks back, the BET Hip Hop Awards. Mm-hmm. I watched like five minutes of it. Listen, it's <laughs> trash. It is. It's trash. I mean, you know, I, I'm not, I'm for everyone making a living and making their art and doing what they do. I'm talking about just the performance of it. It's trash. And that's with a whole set, a whole pyrotechnics, all kinds of stuff. They get out there, the records playing behind them. Yeah, they're the record with the vocals. They're right? basically just doing karaoke. Yeah. I didn't see the performance, so I can't really speak on it, but I know that phenomenon. Yeah. They just but it's it's all of them. It's all yeah. of it. It's not it's all of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just they're out there or just, they have so much stuff on the record behind their voices that then when they do it live, they sound nothing like the record because they don't have access, I guess, to all of the bells and whistles yeah. on stage. It's just. There's definitely some people like Dreamville. When you see any of those guys perform, they're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's outliers there's for sure. I mean, and not, maybe sure. not everybody on Dreamville. Jed's not doing that. Earth Gang's not doing that. A lot of folks aren't doing it. Yeah. A lot of folks are. I'm just saying, what I'm saying, what we're saying in terms of like the show was Big Daddy Kane Mm. and Karis won. So you figured they're prepared to do what they're doing. I don't know when Nice and Smooth was, you know, called and said, hey, show up. But I guarantee you, if we called them today and told them show up, they do that. Hey, hey, I, I had Greg Nice come to my class at Ryder where I teach. Right, he just hit him up one week. He was there next week. So yeah, I mean he's ready. He's ready to talk. Ready to perform. They're always ready to perform, sure. and they're going to give you a hundred percent. Greg Nice would have easily did another. 40 minutes. Like oh, he was sure. ready to go. He took the jacket off. Yeah. He's ready to go. <laughs> same with DOS effects. Same with DOS effects. They had same. to cut those guys off because it was no heading. one wanted to get off the stage. And who could blame them, right? <laughs> and who could blame them? And I was ready for more DOS effects. I could have listened to a few more songs for I, sure. I, I could have I was I, I wanted um I hope I wished Buckshot didn't do the freestyle and yeah, to, I got you man. open. I was waiting, I like give him another one, give him another one, please. But the freestyle was an odd idea. It was a little strange. It was a little strange. I didn't know where he was going. He had Kane kind of cocking his head at him. <laughs> yeah, I seen a post-Kane interview, and he was like, I wasn't sure where it was going. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure those guys know each other fairly well. I'm sure yeah. they've encountered each other a million times. I didn't know where it was going. I think he <laughs> I think he caught himself mid-freestyle and was like, I better wrap this up and yeah. show some respect before it goes left. Sure. But um, yeah, you know, everybody's just excited, man. And, and, and you know, again, shouts to um, Swiss Beats and um, Timberland for, you know, creating yeah. the platform and keeping you know staying true to, to 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 that because they could create the platform and then take it someplace else and not give a damn about the pioneers at all yeah but you know to see swiss beats there in like a bdp like <laughs> dapper dan outfit like definitely you know what i mean definitely cool and it speaks to that larger point that um that we kind of keep hammering in on the podcast of like 
these, I was listening to a conversation, I can't remember where, but, um, you know, they were talking about like the, the younger generation, like not being engaged with like the older acts. So, you know, just that generation gap conversation that mm-hmm. we always have and, um, how it's like, you know, is it their fault? Is it our fault? You know, that whole conversation. And that's always interesting to me because it's like, you can't fault them for not knowing, you know, Big Daddy Kane or Karis One or, you know, Rakim or any of these guys, right? You can't fault them for that. But it's interesting that they walk around with like Kurt Cobain t-shirts and, you know what I mean? They know True. Kiss or Iron Maiden or Guns N' Roses or Led Zeppelin or Rolling Stones and just all of these older acts that some of them definitely I'm saying like their parents might not have even been alive when some of these rock bands were in their heyday and they still know exactly who they are and you know because there are and were no platforms like a versus you know for the last 20 something years you know something that happened 15 20 years ago is like complete ancient history like i don't know who those guys were and it's like for our culture in particular you wouldn't have a livelihood if it wasn't for big daddy kane and karis one like it's deeper than just like awesome old dudes who make music it's like Mm. you're eating because of these guys you know, if you're growing up outside of the U.S., I think people know it a little more. A hundred percent. And that's always been a little odd to me. I mean, it's not that they're necessarily behind because they still know the current contemporary young folks doing hip hop in the U.S. and in their home countries, you know. But when like Master Ace performs in Europe, it's crowded, kind of huge venues, crowded. Yeah, um, Big Daddy Kane, absolutely the same. KRS, absolutely the same. KRS one everybody used on takes takes a boat overseas. Like he <laughs> he doesn't fly. He like ah, takes okay. a ship overseas, and you know is out there for months. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me throw this at you. Sure. Do you think that the older artists is the older hip-hop maybe even stretch it to the older black artists becomes too much of a problem ask that one more time i got lost in that so we talked about we're talking about like why aren't these acts celebrated Mm. why is the shelf life on them so um so short like you know by the time you're 30 you're out of here right well you know and that's changing but generally it's you know we always hear hip-hop's a young man's game hip-hop is a young man's game right like that's like been drilled in our head hip-hop's a young man's game Uh when we're seeing like i mean before i left before covid and we talked about this before like rolling stones packed out um, the Redskins State. Well, excuse me, the um, Washington Football Team. The football stadium. team, yeah, yeah, packed it. Several shows, sure. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? World tour, 
stadium tour. Absolutely. And, you know, I watched Big Daddy Kane perform at the Bethesda um, Jazz Club. Mm. Maybe 100 people in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was playing like a free show from a Philly radio station like two summers back. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the, the maybe Kane, to answer your question, I, I think I'm headed in the right direction here. He's maybe in the same position that like a Screaming Jay Hawkins or a, uh, I mean, to some extent, even like Chuck Berry were. When you've got a group like the Rolling Stones who taken so much of what they did and took it, like made it their own, took it a new direction, but they're in the stadiums. And no matter how much they talk about the early pioneers that they drew from and built from and learned from, Rolling Stones are still in the stadiums. Chuck Berry isn't. Screaming Jay Hawkins isn't. Agreed. So taking that, the question I'm pondering is, these guys go through their first, it's almost like sports. When you think about like, um, we were in Philly when Terrell Owens was going through his contract thing, mm. right? And it's like, you're 30, you're, you're 28 now, you're, you know, you've gone through that first five-year deal. We've got everything we need to get out of you. Now, by the time you're 28, 29 years old, 30 years old, you've kind of realized that you got uh, pretty much fucked for your first deal. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're like, hey, we're going to renegotiate and we're going to get some things right this time. And just about when that happens is when you're not relevant anymore. Yeah. You understand what I'm uh, saying? Like, yeah. Now it's like, uh, you know, let's go get another 21 year old. No way to win. Fuck them for 10 years. No <laughs> way to win. You're right. I mean, it's- so they drill this like, like in other words, there is no way that you can sell me based on what we saw that Big Daddy Kane and Karis One are incapable of making music today. Karis One was performing a new song. Yeah. <laughs> It sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Ghostface and Raekwon threw out a couple of new ones at the end of their verses last year, too. Now, the thing we talk about sometimes is the old ears. I understand old ears. You know what I mean? Sometimes I suffer from old ears, and I definitely have like friends of mine that I tease about suffering from old ears. But, you know, similar to our conversation about like Nas and Hit Boy, you're telling me that. Karis one or Big Daddy Kane, especially, right? You're telling me Big Daddy Kane can't rap on a Metro Boomin beat. Hmm. I'd like wa- to hear he, that. We watched yeah. him rapping over 120 BPMs. He can mm-hmm. rap over trap oh, music. For sure. He can find that bounce. It's, it's all the same. So, not that I want Big Daddy Kane to grow blonde dreads and, you know, Put on, you know what I mean, gold belt buckles or whatever these kids are wearing now (laughs) and go on stage and try to act like he's 20. But what I'm saying is there is a space for the mature rapper to make music that is viable and that is, you know, worthy. Yeah. I don't think they want them around. 
Who would you team Kane up with if you could make it happen? Would it be Metro Boomin if you could choose one producer like a hit boy to to do a full album with Kane? Hmm. It's a good question. I think I would put Kane in. I would put Kane in with like a hit maker, maybe. I don't know, maybe hit maker. Hmm. But I would put I think Kane could find a fresh pocket. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, I, I I don't think he'd need like an alchemist or like, you know, somebody who's like in the backpack world. I think he could go in with a Mike Will made it or a Metro Boomin or something. I think he could come out with something. True. Dope. I do think that. I mean, you know what I mean? When you're talking about for you know, for those who may not know this, when I, you know, when I look at Jay-Z, you're looking at Kane. He was Jay-Z before Jay-Z sure. was Jay-Z, you know what I mean? To the point that Jay-Z opened up for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd have, not even open up for him. He would like do his intermission. Like when he was changing clothes, he would have um, Jay-Z come out and rap during the intermission. Yeah. During costume changes. So this is, he's an understudy of Big Daddy Kane, like literally. So I think, I think, I think Kane can do something with one of the um, fresher new guys. You know, I don't know all these guys, all the guys who have their, um, who say their names before they're, they got the drop. Yeah. <laughs> take he, you know, take he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Eddie, your guy, what's your guy? Kenny Beats. Kenny Eddie, Beats, I, yeah. I think, he, I think Kane could. Kane's got a song with uh, who's on it? It's Joel Ortiz, mm. Big Daddy Kane, and uh, I can't remember, but it's like, you know, one of these super California, like one of those yeah. like logic tech nine kind of like rapid fire. He killed it. And this was recent. Killed it. You know, so, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear Kane with Christo from Dreamville. I think okay. that'd be a good combo. Okay. Okay. Well, th- well but they're in that cadence tour. Oh, Kane yeah. And Jid, they get into that pocket too. I think, I think he could do it. Yeah. I know, I, cool. I know he could do it. Definitely. I know he could do it. And so it makes me wonder, like, yeah, it's gotta be easier to manage the kid whose dreams are coming true than yeah. like the jaded 30-year-old, <laughs> 31-year-old who's like, yeah, no, you did that to me before. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that to me again. And so it's like, yeah, we'll make you, we'll get you through that and then we'll create the narrative that all the culture is going to follow, which is you're not relevant anymore. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't have to worry about that stuff too much as a writer. You know, you and I have talked about that before. Like, you know, if you want to write novels, people think it's weird if you start trying to publish much before you're forty. You know, I was going to say that you're actually the, your 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 wisdom and knowledge, and you know what I mean. Like the yeah. fact that you've lived are an asset. Exactly. You know, and you know, some people it can become clear that they may be a little past their prime in their late eighties or early nineties, but you know, people right. are cool with it. I mean, Cicely Tyson, God bless her, wrote yeah. her memoir like, sure. last year, right? 89 and passed yeah. <laughs> like right after it dropped. So she just had to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was just waiting on yeah. that. Yeah. Amazing. But 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 funny, and it's not a again like we said, it's not a music thing because we're watching. You know, we watch country artists age, yeah. we watch rock and roll acts age. I mean, YouTube is still YouTube. Yeah, it seems like YouTube. it's a marketing thing <laughs> more than anything, right? Yeah, it. But I, you know, it's just odd that you know. Hip hop and sports, okay, you get that because it's like you do slow down, right? Mm. In some way, shape, sure. or form. You kinda you know, you, so it's like it's more and is you know, it's more advantageous to get a really fast twenty one year old kid out of college, put him on a rookie contract mm. and pretty much run the hell out of him for those three, four years that you have him at premium price for you as opposed to like the perennial all pro you know the guy who's making 30 million dollars a year sure. who's now 33 <laughs> and you're like oh, he makes more than he's probably going to produce so that makes sense but yeah for to make these guys so disposable and then you watch them show up 20 years after their prime because we're not watching these guys, I mean, Big Daddy Kane as Big Daddy Kane is over by like 93. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, Daddy's Home, Veterans Day. These albums, no, I think Veterans Day was like 94-ish or probably. I and it remember. didn't even make much of a splash, right? No, that's what I'm saying. These albums, he's already out of here. Definitely. He's already out of here. He's Prince of Darkness mm-hmm. was when it started to go like, oh, what is he doing? Right? Still blame that Madonna book. <laughs> it wasn't the Madonna book. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but, know. I don't but, know if he ever came back from that until Versus. But <laughs> uh, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's in Posse. You know, he's in movies. He's mm. in the Madonna book. He's on tour with Patti LaBelle. Like, you know what I mean? He's by 92. 293. Uh-huh. We're already saying like uh, Kane's 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 pop. Or whatever we, you know, we would yeah, say. Yeah, crossover, sellout, whatever people wanted to call right. it, I guess. Now they played, you know, Karis played um Step Into a World, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a big song. You're waiting to hear that one, right? Right. And that's what we consider to be later for sure in his catalog that's 95 96 I nope, think it's, that's later than that that's like 97 that sounds about right yeah that's like 97 step into like 97 98 i remember because um puff was on like the remix or something and big mm-hmm. had already passed wow really so, i don't know if i ever heard the remix yeah. Probably not missing much, right? Yeah, you didn't miss much. Um, I said Puff was on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was like a thing. Like, like Karis One's doing a song with Puff. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he, you know, he found a way to spin it. It was a it was a hit record and he, <laughs> it was a chance hey. to make it more of a hit, but it was definitely like 98, 97. So that's amazing. At the time, we were like, yo, Karis One came out in 86 and he has a gold record 
in 97 or 98. That was phenomenal. Return of the Boom Bap was like 94, 95. It seemed like a long career already, right? It was a long career already. And that is a whole lifetime ago for these yeah. kids. Right? I mean, 97 is what at this point? 24 years ago? And of course, KRS is the guy who said it was way too early to call anybody old school. For, correct. A little bit before that, right? Hip-hop hasn't been around long enough for there to yep. be an old 50 school. 50 years down the line, we could start yeah. this. Because we're getting there. The old school artists. Yeah. We're getting there, right? But I guess my point is to watch them do that. And I'm saying like the guy who had the longest career in terms of being like at the top of his thing was still from a commercial standpoint over in like 96, 97. Yeah. Yeah. And to watch him 20, almost five years later, still be (laughs) himself tells you that there were 25 years of like, we're just going to ignore you guys and not, and not, it it just Mm. not make you commercial commercially viable and like why is that the case so then when you see these other guys um you know the the the, the houdinis of the world and you know just these guys who end up you know transitioning and it's like oh man you know what i mean you're like these guys were the men in like 85 and you're thinking like wow what was going on from like yeah 88 to like 2020 there's they definitely were, some uh, power in like stepping away and coming back. Well, true. They didn't get the chance. There's also correct. There's also like you're closing the door on talent mm-hmm. that if they're around long enough, we get to see that it wasn't because they lost their talent. Sure. There's definitely something else at play. What that is, you know, one never knows. But yeah, I, mean, I feel like, like there's definitely a a bit of an effort to keep a disconnect between the younger artists and the older ones. Some of that is self-inflicted by the yeah. older artists and the younger artists, and some of that appears to me to be like an institution thing. As far as just career, right, and remaining commercially viable, I might say that Snoop has done the best at longevity. I mean, I think a lot of times because of everything he's gotten into, a lot of times when people think about him, they may not even think of hip hop first and foremost. They might think, oh, he's a rapper who does this cooking show with Martha Stewart, or he's a rapper that's in this kind of, this kind of business or has his own strain of weed that he sells. But he's yeah. always there, right? And he's still, like, he puts out a ton of music. No. And here and there, you hear a whole project, and you're just like, man, you know, I'm no. not surprised that Snoop is still putting out really solid creative material. Um, I don't always run right to it when he puts out a new album. Here and there, I think, hi, huh, I'm going to check that out when it drops tomorrow. But for the most part, I just kind of hear it. You know, it pops up on a playlist. Somebody sends me a text and said, hey, did you hear this new Snoop song? But yeah, I think in a lot of ways, he has made sure that. He's never had to step back. He's the biggest. He's he's the McDonald's. Of, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. He's the biggest brand ever. I would say to that point, if I had to give like 
off the head that mm. list of you know longest careers of like if you can still say their name and they're and you're like oh yeah you know for the longest amount of time of like mm-hmm. oh yeah it would at this snoops snoops the guy right yeah you gotta go buster yeah to you know lesser extent i mean he's not oh he's he, he's never been as big as snoop per se but sure. if you're talking he never disappeared if you're talking 90 91 yeah. And he's still Buster. He dropped an album last year. Which was so, great. That which was, was cool a great album. album, right? So that's a that's an insane that's a long time, run, right? Yeah. Fat Joe mm-hmm. is another like 90, 92 guy, 93 guy. And LL, of course. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you take even LL LL's versus like Cool Modi. Cool Modi's sort of disappeared really early into the grand scheme of things, right? And you look at how, and for right and rightfully so, but you look at how they're even. When you think Cool Modi, you think Busy B, mm. old you know, school. Um, yeah, you think pre-industry, pre-like, yeah. Pre eighty five, Harlem World, you know what I mean, like Treacherous Three tapes and Mm. stuff like that, right? When you think LL, you think us LL, yeah. And they had a feud in the early eighties, yep. And LL has transcended, (laughs) you know what I mean. When you think LL, you may think, well, some people think CSI um, (laughs) (laughs) or CIS or whatever Halloween movie or whatever. He's been (laughs) in a ton of stuff. I mean, he's he's right up there with Snoop, I think, for having parlayed his music career into everything else in the world. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. But sitcoms and everything. That being said, what's we haven't heard music from LL. In a while, right? We like real like here's music from me. Yeah, you know, there's this guy Antoine Hardy who I've mentioned before. He put up a list of like 20 years of LL guest verses mm. that I'll have to I'll put it on the uh the podcast site when we post this episode. He put up a list of LL's guest verses, and there's like there's a really solid one every year, is his promise, right? Like yeah. If you look at any year, there's a really solid LL verse that you may have entirely missed because you didn't really like the artist that he was guesting on, right? Or you just never heard of it, or whatever the case may be. But he's always kind of out there, and it was and surprising. He can still me rap. Oh, for sure. It's surprising me that rap. he was still quite as active, like consistently. Right. Right. He's just doing songs with like. Um... Uh, to, you know, like the country guys and stuff. Oh, and not, just, he's just let's not think up. about that. One. <laughs> he's just popping up in weird places. But yeah, I don't think yeah, that counts no. as one of the good ones. Yeah, no. So I, w- those would be the guys. Yeah, uh, L, mm. Buster, Snoop, Snoop. You know, Fat Joe. Mm. Like, listen to be to have started because you know the ninety four, ninety five guys. Um, a lot of those guys hung around for oh, a little while, right? Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that are like now, kind of like you know, your Nas and Jay and Wu Tang, 
are like Big Daddy Kane and Karis One to like the younger guys. Sure. In many ways, right? Who like completely missed the 80s. Mm. But that group of guys who's got started like 91, 92, that's an odd bunch. The majority of those guys are long gone. Mm. <laughs> like the pre the pre Wu Tang, pre Snoop guys are like all gone except for like Busta and LL. I mean Busta and um Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't can't really even think of another person who got started when Fat Joe and Busta started. I mean, De La Soul as a collective. Sure. But. And, you know, much more under the radar. Yeah. Well, under the radar. We're, now we're, t- we're talking about industry, right? Yeah. We're talking about that, which isn't relevant to the culture, but I think we're talking about a larger point of like, why has the door been closed on these folks? Yeah. You know, why is it? Why do we um, look at, I mean, look, I'm guilty of seeing like some of my heroes hinting at dropping music and I cringe, I get scared yeah. because I don't want to hear them, not them anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes that happens and it hurts, you know, like you don't want to see your hero come up there and you know and strike out (laughs) like you want to you want to remember them as they were so uh you know which is why when you hear an az album or you know and it's like oh man great we should talk about that maybe on another episode too right if you've heard of az i have yeah yeah maybe we can pick back up on that one but what I want to, and maybe we table and go part two, but yeah. we've got to talk about this um, Supreme Clientele 2 news. Okay. Do you know what's going on there? I'm not sure where it was left. Because I, Kanye some people West were saying it was Dean, some bullshit, right? That it wasn't true. The, that's supposed to be, that's what it was. They said it was bull. I don't know. I thought I heard pretty. See, I don't pretty. know where that the latest is on that. So yeah. we should double now, check. I will but. say I haven't heard it out of Ghostface's mouth. But yeah. the, the the source seemed pretty viable. And I've heard I've heard Rizzo weigh in on it. Now I would okay. I would think Rizzo would be like, that's not true. But I don't think Rizzo would even know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Man, we'll have to figure that out because I'm, I'm, well, let's say hypothetically. Let's see. You may be what do you right. think I mean, about what do you the think idea about that it was that? bullshit might have been bullshit. Oh, that's true, too. What do you think about it? The, resp- the response to it may have made it bullshit. I don't know. Who knows? So, are we going to table that one? Are we going to come back in a part two? Um, no, I'm just curious. Curious? I don't know if we need to deep dive on that. <laughs> it's curious what you think about it. I'm nervous on that one. See, that's my yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. I'm scared. Yeah. That I, make that makes me scared. I feel like it would probably never actually happen. It would never actually come together. 
Um, I think they would attempt it. I think it would probably end up more like when Rakim and Dr. Dre were supposed to work I, together. I feel like that goes to the point we were making in um, not the, you know, one of the prior podcasts. That's amazing in like 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Kanye the guy today? No. Love Mike Dean. No. <laughs> I love Mike Dean. Is Kanye the guy today? Kanye is looks like he's looking to younger folks to get his inspiration to do what he's still doing. He's pulling the um Travis Scott's and the mm. Playboy Cardi's and um what's my man from Brooklyn? I can't remember his name right now, the drill rapper. But he's got all this young energy around mm. him. So it's like he's gonna give direction to ghosts. Like I don't know. I think, I think when you it, first sent me that news when it first popped up, my initial reaction was Connie's not gonna be screaming at ghosts the way he was chance. <laughs> that ain't gonna fact. work right that's a fact that's gonna be the end of the collaboration right there that's a fact and that and the Nas Kanye didn't come out as it sounded like it should have so yeah. and Ghost never got the Doom album together that he was working on for years and years the collaboration between Ghostface and MF Doom they I think dropped three songs total over a course of like 12 years yeah so you asked me about Kane. Who who would you want to see executive produce? Supreme yeah, Clientele I mean, 2. Supreme Clientele 2. Ooh. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it would be really cool in ways to go back to the beat miners. Hmm. I could see some, you know, Black Moon style beats behind ghosts. I don't know. He's, he's not looking for that. That's he's not, not looking. It's that. not a big enough splash. That's true. <laughs> but it might be a much better album. Yeah. I I I you know I stand where I stand. He should let West Side Gun executive mm. produce. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. That's a that's a perfect 360 moment. I don't think that would be hard for Ghost to hook up either. Nah, and I think West Side Gun would I mean, you know, he has an album called Supreme Blind Tell. <laughs> exactly. I think that he would be more than thrilled. Those to, guys strike me as Wu-Tang fans, the Griselda guys. A little bit, yeah. you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I think I think they, they I mean, they're they're of the age. Yeah. Where they grew up, that's they grew up on that. Oh, definitely. They grew up on that. And so I think Wu-Tang and the Locks pretty yeah, much yeah, yeah. you know that's the soup definitely <laughs> it's the gumbo that definitely. makes them up for sure for sure for sure all right man i think that uh that was a you know that was a great extensive combo man coming out of man coming out of verses versus always pointing to talk about yeah well not always but <laughs> <laughs> when they when they hit they, when they when they hit they hit i don't yeah. think we had a um deep dive on soldier boy uh bow wow yeah, I, I pretended that one wasn't in yeah, existence. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I forgot until I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man. Let's uh table this one, man. Let's, um. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so signing off for now. Um, guest in the house. Thanks for listening. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mickey Hess. I'm your 
other co-hosts, Trom Diggs. See you next time. Next time.